God, consistently. Consistently wrong. Yes. Because that's how we roll. Yeah. Welcome to the Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm one of your hosts, Perrin. And I am Cedius, and we're without Dave, so Perrin and I were giving each other a look as he was doing the introduction because we're like, so are you going to start or am I? And he started talking, so I'm like, it's not me! Yay! I win! <laughs> no, uh, no, you don't. But uh, we, we, we have a couple of guests. One voice will be familiar to those of you who've been uh, listening to the show for a while, and one will be completely new. And weren't drunk at the time. Well, wow. Wow. Mm. extremely drunk. Okay, fair enough. So, <laughs> say hi, guests. Hi, guests. We're going to be jerks about this. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that'll be our first. So, so, so those of you who are paying attention will, will recognize because they're being jerks about this, they're obviously other podcasters. Yep, yeah. that's true. That's Check very out. true. And so uh, Eric has been on with us before. I have. Uh, as the two-thirds of the members of the High Five guys that was on with us last time. So mm-hmm. we've got a different two-thirds this time. Yay. And I won. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. You're two-thirds of one half, and yes, and, uh, someday yeah. you'll be a whole person. So, I, in, I, so, I, so in the Venn diagram of High Five, five he's Venn. Hmm. Uh, and the rest is the diagram. Wait, how many people in it? And I'm the diagram. Because I'm the girl. Yeah. What happened to the other yes, two? I see what you did there. No. Yes. <laughs> Jason and I were on last time. So I was, we had two-thirds on during the last show. But and I'm also on High Five, guys. So we now have another two-thirds. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Except for two-thirds. You told me there weren't five of you, yes. and you're not a guy. So your podcast no, is a lie. No, like, but like, it's like Minnesota when you say, like, hey, guys. All right. Uh. <laughs> well, the first thing that we're... Wait. Actually, state your names. So oh. I am Eric Thompson. I'm Lauren Haven. <laughs> there we go. Yay! That took a Formality's <laughs> taken care of. And actually, that's, that's not the longest the introductions have been because we've had Stomberg on the podcast. Uh, uh, um, did he ever say his name? Yeah. But there was a lot that went with it. <laughs> and then Ian Rounds was on the same one. And so it was two MCs on the podcast at the same time. That was... Well, that, that was the longest episode for a while. Mm. MCs aren't used to actually doing anything. They only describe other people doing it. Yes, but they're also used to talking. Yes. Stomberg doubly so. Yes. Fair. I've, That's fair. I've met him, you know. Yes. You, you might have worked with him for several years on a little thing that we're I back have. from recently-ish. I might have. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I, I try to deny it as often as possible. As everyone yes. should. Re- remember the buttons. It's it's a society for the acknowledgement, but not endorsement or um, or condoning of Jeremy Stomberg. Right. The Jeremy Stomberg Acknowledgement Society. Mm-hmm. Not many people wanted to join. No, can't imagine why. So what we were alluding to is uh, convergence Sorry, happened. Jeremy. You know, not that long ago for us all. Uh, Perrin was one of the uh, founding directors of that back in the day. As was Jeremy. As was Jeremy. Uh, so yeah, that, that 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 was that inside baseball. Yeah, uh, and now to the business at hand. This, 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 this scotch that I've been smelling since he poured it. Yeah, and I'm not sure I'm happy about it because I was getting a very strong ripe banana smell. Oh, I think it smells like apples. Uh, this, and, uh, this, by the way, is the Lismore 15. Okay, so let me let me read my nose to see if if I actually smell it versus just getting wafts yeah. from the table. Most is a little bit different. Class like bananas. Mm. Well, that explains a few things. Yeah. Yeah. Banana. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little faux fana. 
It's a good thing mana's not here. Yeah, that would just that'd go yeah, places that we don't want to. You know. That wouldn't end well for you two. No, <laughs> no it ended fine for me. Perrin is the one who started that bad thing. Oh, you're right, so. you're right. Let's see, in here I thought you were just rhyming things with banana. No, well, see, we were, in a way. Well, I mean with mana. No. Huh? Hmm. See, I, I, I wouldn't have gotten hit until I said banana phone. Then I'd get hit. But I, I, I don't think you're wrong if there's an apple note to this, too. You said a Koru apple? Shut up. It's <laughs> because <laughs> Dave's not here doesn't mean you have to sing his part. You know, I'm getting... I'm, I am getting a little Koru apple. Have you Have you had? I've not had Koru, so I have oh, no idea. What a shame. Mm. Quite good. You'll have to excuse us. Somebody at this table who isn't any of the three of us right. is an apple snob. I am not one of the three is, of you. Is an apple snob. And um, one of my delights, besides the fact that we often quiz him on these specifics of the apple, mm -hmm. is finding an apple that he's never had and being very... Uh, Oh, Koru apples. Oh, they're you quite, haven't heard of this apple. They're quite tasty. Had one the other day. The schnoz apples yeah. taste like schnoz apples. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm not getting a whole lot. Um, maybe um, banana banana bread. There's a there's a bready sure, yeah. quality to it. I mean, maybe touch a honey. I don't know what to smell for. <laughs> You smell things, and if you smell anything, you say what you smell. If you don't get anything in particular, there is you say nothing it. right or wrong. I mean, here's here's the thing. I smell apple. If you and that's yeah. completely <laughs> valid. And if you're like, uh, it's a if you if you feel like it's a honey delicious versus some other kind of apple, sure. then. You know, or red delicious, whatever. I was going to say, uh, honey, honey, honey crisp, crisp, red, red delicious. delicious. I knew where you were. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that cross would go over. No, no, it wouldn't. But if you, if you ever red delicious are bullshit. Yeah, they are. Yeah. If you ever go online and read <laughs> Scotch tasting notes, yeah, the professionals. I, I'm. We were saying this last podcast. I think they have a wheel of of words. I smell. Bzz, yeah, sure. Because, I mean, they're like forty-seven different things and maybe they can detect them all but I don't think any person who actually drinks scotch will be like I almost want to bring up a random word generator for the next one and say I oh, smell yeah. gasoline no. well <laughs> That's now, I, will, I will say sometimes we're, we're, we're like lacquer I, I, and not yeah. because I really think it tastes like lacquer oh. but because you're like there's something in it that suggests lacquer to me or something yeah Actually, I, I did a, a nose reset with the coffee grounds when I'm going back in. I'm getting a slight varnish on the nose now that I wasn't getting before. And now you say, I'm and I'm like, you suck, it's sir. Just, um, you just built by the way. It's not really there. You I just heard it sometimes. I'm inside your head. Uh, that is coffee if your nose. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've been to a candle store. <laughs> I, my wife is a, is a lush aficionado, and I learned very quickly. I have oh. about I have about three minutes in in lush stores, and then mm -hmm. I'm like, can't smell a damn thing. Yeah, and I, like I that. and I like the stores. Yeah, I just my nose is like I'm going to protect myself. Yeah, I'm That's about thirty fair. feet from a lush store, and I'm like, oh, go over here. Nah, I love it. <laughs> oh no, put me in it. <laughs> my wife is my wife is a lushy, and I'm just a lush. Okay. <laughs> Can we drink it now? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Hmm. That's a little abusive. Mm, on, yeah. on, on the on the palate. That varnish comes through pretty, pretty I, aggressively. I agree, actually. It kind of has like a weird sour after it. Mm -hmm. It um, lingers a bit. Yeah. It's smooth, though. 
It I mean, is. It's very smooth. Yeah. It's not an alcohol. It's, yeah, it's not an alcohol burn. But I'm not loving the palate. Let's see. Here's the forty percent. So yeah, standard, standard, uh, standard scotch. I don't mean this to be quite as insulting as it's going to be. <laughs> but this actually reminds me a little bit of Doors White, the the, the base Doors blend that you no get. No offense. But, I mean, yes, we're, we're not a fan of blends in general and doers or, or Johnny Walker Red in particular. Still, this is better than the 12. Reminds me of smelling a gopher's asshole. But, you know, maybe not that bad. Is that what you were trying to say? Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. yeah. Much. Um, um, like, the aftertaste of it makes me feel like I have wax in my mouth. Yeah, the, the finish isn't that bad. I mean... Uh, it, it's it's a it's a little. I get your where you're going with the wax. You're getting a little peppery, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, not a lot. Not, it, it's hard to. The, there's that initial mediciney um, mm-hmm. varnish kick, mm-hmm. and then so yeah, yeah, hard to. I'm torn because it's it's very smooth. Yep, and I like I like the flavor until you get to the aftertaste of it. And then, I'm, I'm trying to figure out flavor-wise what I'm getting on the palate. I mean, yes, there's that there's that touch of varnishiness to it. I don't feel it's that bad, really. I mean, the the, the doers thing in terms of initial flavor. I've been sitting on it a little bit. I'm actually not hating this, which with the Lismore 12, I was not expecting. You know, my my <clears throat> the bar for this one to mm-hmm. be okay was pretty low. Um, yeah. This is a this is a far step above the twelve. Light saltiness. That's what I was trying to think of in the finish. Oh, true. Yeah. Not not a dramatic saltiness, but just there's a little. Oh, hey, yeah, I was here. Right. So. With it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh. it was like a little capful. Okay. You there's no single rule on how much. Some people do just a couple drops. Some people do 50-50. I think I go with a cap full. Well, the reason I use a cap is because I've had one tragic water pour, which... (laughs) You had a gloop. I never want to do that again to scotch. (laughs) Even bad scotch deserves better. Well, most of it. Most of them. Some of it deserves better. Mostly. Even Dewar's White. I don't consider Dewar's White the scotch. that, 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 That just deserves to be mixed into something. At, uh, to be fair to it, it does make a good Godfather, but which for those playing the home game, that's uh, two parts scotch, one part amaretto, and a, a rocks pour glass. But why would you drink such a thing? Because sometimes, sometimes amaretto is too sweet. <laughs> and you get cut with the. Mm. I feel like the water made the. Uh, it was bad. The aftertaste. I think it enhances it. <laughs> and it makes it a front taste, also. Yeah. So. I think it just spread it out. Yeah, the nose is unpleasant. Yeah, it's it's gotten very varnishy. The varnish medicinal qualities come out in the nose. Mm-hmm. It's lost the fruit. Yeah, no, it's the we're in it. Got a little rough. Mm. Yeah, the palate the palate got pretty, which is the that initial. There isn't much there, but the aftertaste is heinous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but as long as you're cheery about it, yeah. it'll be okay. <laughs> hey, this is this is pretty horrible. Mm. Yeah, the front of that finish is. I think I put in a little bit less water than everybody else, and I'm still not. This this is definitely one to have straight. The palette for me got kind of uh, lemon cleaning producty. Yeah, I. 
it, it mostly vanished for me, but the finish is just blah. Plus, I'd have stayed smooth. It didn't get, yeah, it didn't yeah. get harsh as some have. You know, this, this could be worse, but uh, why would you... That's really not a great recommendation of, yeah. well, it's not as bad as some things I've had. Right. Yeah, the, the finish, there's, there's really no qualities to it that aren't... Yeah, I don't play. <laughs> this, this is going to be fun for everyone. Because um, we should tell everybody, Lauren's a self-professed lightweight. Yeah. And has to drive, and so she, she just gave Eric a gift. Yeah. yeah. Gasoline. Don't worry, I'm not sick. I'm not. Good. I'm actually not. I wouldn't do that. Alcohol kills all the germs. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. We're fine. And anything that might be alive in this episode will die in the next one. So, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm trying to trying to think. There, there's maybe. Sorry, man. Yeah, uh, a little I like leather. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to say. It was kind of unpleasant, and it was kind of maybe that varnishy plus leather. Yeah. See, a, li- a little hint of leather in it usually doesn't bother me because no. you know. Well, normally it wouldn't. I'm just, they, but it wasn't. It wasn't an interesting. It was like old, dirty, oily leather. <laughs> Not in a good, you know, meat's foot oil or or mink oil or something. But like, hey, I rubbed my my old, old, old glove on the floor of this garage until it had a coating of something nasty. I'm I'm willing to start some scoring on it. Well, I think you should read. Oh, you want to whatever read, you want whatever first? to read first. Is there anything? Let me. Let's see here. Um, I don't remember there being a lot on the Lismore before, so there might be Jack and shit. Certain general warning. Yes. Do not drink this if you value your life. Your life, or the lives of those around you. So apparently, um, Lismore is relying on the fact that they are telling you nothing. Well. <clears throat> And this, the point. this is a product of Scotland. It is distilled on Speyside, at the very heart <laughs> of Scotland. Lismore is a classical single malt whiskey of exceptional quality. The rich, full-bodied flavor will develop on your palate for a long and enjoyable finish. William Lundi. It's signed by the... Oh, it is William Lundy. Lundy. The, I believe, master distiller. Or the owner of... Spade... Some... Some goddamn thing that he gets his name on the... Right. Thing. I don't know. That's about all they say. I'm going to say they don't know what the word enjoyable means. Because a long finish... I agree. Long enjoyable finish? Not so much. You know, I will say, when when it was opened... I was really anticipating. I was it. It had a nice scotchy smell that filled filled the uh, air, except for that banana note. That, yeah, well, you know, I you know that's not my favorite thing. Yeah, so I like banana, so I was like, "Ooh, banana! This is looking good. It's a rich banana." And then it was like, "Oh, all you have is the nose. There's really nothing hanging out behind it." See, I hope that the water would have toned down the finish, mm-hmm. and we would have just had a nice smooth scotch. I was wrong. <laughs> Everything I hoped for was dashed. <laughs> well, I, I, I will say this. Uh, it was way better than the 12, because the 12, I gave a 2, I want to say. It was it, The 12 did not wow. fare well with us at all. 
I think I am going to surprise everybody by rating this just a smidge above average rather than below. What? I know. Um, I really like the smoothness. Um, the fact that there was a little bit of banana in the nose, but after it sat for a while, the banana phased out and was tolerable. The palate, okay, it wasn't my most favorite thing ever, but after the first couple of sips and it was sitting on my tongue a little bit, that tasting like doersness went away and it was just a nice smooth dram that didn't offend me much. And the price point is good. I mean, so, so I, it, to be fair, I'm factoring the price point a little bit into the score, which uh, I know we don't always do. But yeah, I'm, I'm just going to give it a, uh, a 305. It's, it's just that smidge above average, mostly on price and smoothness. Usually inconsequential isn't, isn't how I want to rate a scotch. Hmm, <laughs> this was inconsequential. Blah. Well, um, meh is better than meh. True. So, <laughs> true. Um... You know, I I would have it, based on the nose and uh, of neat, I probably would have gone higher. But then I drank it, and then I drank it wet, mm. and I'm gonna have to go with a two seven two. Are you? Have you heard what the rating? Oh, so like I, it's, I, I, it's I, out of five. It sounds one to yeah, five. So yeah. one, with one, one being one, one one to five. One's a war crime. Five's best shit you've had in your mouth. <laughs> Three is average. Uh, decimals obviously allowed. Uh, pi has been rated, so it, it will not be unique if you wanted to go there, but it sounds like you're not going to do as high as three anyway. So nah, you're right. Honestly, uh, the best rating I could give would be pi. Not the number, just pi. Yeah, actual pi. P-I-E. Pi or bars. Mm. You know, bars are pretty good. Bars are like pi, only shape different. Mm. But you can't discount the cake. Well, that's true, mm. but you know, like the newfangled cake packs. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So when, long as they're not Caitlin cake. Packs. When you make, when you make, oh no, when you make a blueberry pie, why don't they call it blueberries pie? Because otherwise, you just expect one blueberry, and that should rattle around inside the crust like a maraca. Okay, now I've gotten bored. <laughs> Credit to Chris Jones. Um. Oh no, I've heard it before, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's. I, I don't know why he's looking to that. It, it's, it's, there's no rhyme or reason to the bullshit that happens no, in this podcast no. beyond the tasting of the scotch, but that's kind of the point. So, um, so I don't drink a lot of scotch, uh, so my opinion probably doesn't really matter. But <sighs> or, or it matters more. Well, maybe it's I'm your gonna, personal scale. I'm gonna give it like a, a one point eight nine. Just because I, I really liked the smell, mm-hmm. but I did not like anything that went the into my mouth. The crushing disappointment yeah. that came after. Yeah, it wasn't too bad like the first time it hit the mm-hmm. tongue, but I didn't like the aftertaste. It was really, I was really turned off by like that waxy thing that I described earlier. Mm-hmm. I wasn't into it. You know, I'm, I'm going to give it a 2.2. It would have been higher, although I did finish Lawrence after we had wetted it. Uh-huh. And Sorry. that brought the <laughs> score down significantly. Um, I, I actually got to a point where I was enjoying it before we added the water. The first sip was a little yeah. harsh, but once you're past that first sip, it was actually not that bad. Mm-hmm. Then once we wetted it, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah, this, this, yeah. Is, this is one unquestionably have it neat. The, the, the water did nothing to it, but make it unhappy oh and i should have i should have thrown out there um it had an unremarkable color not particularly yeah a little caramel coloring probably yeah. 
not, not it, it was more of a golden than a than a caramel though. So. Yeah, so probably probably a natural color, but not particularly distinctive one way or the other. Right. But before we get to the next pour, in addition to being on the High Five Guys, uh, which is the podcast that I know you both do, mm-hmm. you got several other projects. But the the, the one that we, we, should, we, we should we should play with the timely one first, and we can maybe talk about other podcasts and maybe other fearless related things later. But Fringe is coming up soon. Fringe is very coming soon. up very soon. Like end so. of the week. Yeah, like oh, yeah. we can have. Uh, well, we can have sure it memorized. It's going live yeah. on the first, so oh, like well, three no, days. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure you will have memorized every little thing. Good news! Our show is an improv show, so we don't gotta memorize a goddamn thing. So, so can for I me, swear? Wait, to know all the, yes. Okay. Go. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. See, I, 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 I haven't heard I, you I say any fuck words. I'm close to that kind of inhibition, but it's like we're, we're drinking scotch. So. Wait, 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 wait. You don't memorize improv? Then can't you get it wrong? Uh, yeah. Yes. Horribly, <laughs> horribly. Every rehearsal I'm at, I prove that. No, uh, especially in this show, because this is not just an improv show. It is a singing improv show. Uh, the show that I have is called The Improv Voice. Um, it was generously uh, sponsored by Fearless Comedy Productions, which is the company that CDS is the president of the board for, and Lauren and I are both members. The show is basically uh, an improvised take on like The Voice or American Idol. So we have four contestants. Uh, I won't even know the names of the contestants until the show starts. We have slips of paper for the audience to fill out that has all the suggestions that drive the show. They'll even be picking the prize that our contestants are competing for. And we do a handful of rounds. We have a solo round where they'll uh, each do a solo song based on an audience suggestion. Uh, this In the second round, we'll do a duet where we'll pair them up and we'll have two duets uh, with help from audience members giving us info like their job, their hobbies, that kind of stuff. And then the final round's a sing-off. It's going to be a crazy show. Um, when I pull this together, it's one of those things where I wasn't sure that I could pull it off and then surrounded myself with really talented people. Uh, for instance, Chad Dutton is playing all of our music. Oh, well, there Chad you go. Chad is amazing. He is incredible. Um, You're not letting him play the accordion, though, are you? Uh, he's on his keyboard. Oh, thank God. Which has a lot more range than his accordion. However, I'm sure somewhere There's in there probably an he can accordion, type in yeah. accordion. Um, the best part of him, his keyboard, though, mm-hmm. it's not an accordion. <laughs> Uh, and the singers, so I'll be hosting, and the singers I have are Lauren, of course, Lauren Haven, uh, Molly Glover, uh, Jeff Gillen, and Aaron Cook. So people who have done a lot of improv, uh, who have done a lot of singing improv, have various levels of experience. Jeff Gillen was in Rated G, which is a singing improv, uh, which is an improvised musical, like Disney-style musical. Uh, same with Aaron Cook. They were mm-hmm. both in that at Huge. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Cook is also a member of the Pickup Artist, which is a cappella improv. So a lot of people who have a good background in singing improv, and we're letting them play off of an improv keyboardist. Our rehearsals honestly have been hilarious. I have <laughs> had so much fun uh, just trying to throw curveballs at everybody and seeing everyone rise to the occasion, seeing you guys give random... Uh, music styles to Chad just to see what the hell is he going to do with yeah. this. Or Chad going, they didn't define what music style this is. 
I got this. Yeah. Um, they, they will pay. Well, one of my favorites was uh, Molly got the suggestion piano, and she <laughs> said that it was a ballad, but she never said it was a piano ballad. So Chad, uh, when he starts playing, he set his keyboard to sitar. <laughs> so he played a ballad on the sitar for her to sing about a piano, and it was incredible. Mm-hmm. A love story made in heaven. So it's uh, we're playing at the Southern. We have show times. On, we have shows on the sixth, uh, the seventh, uh, the ninth, the thirteenth, and the fourteenth. Um, so our first show is Saturday the 6th at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. The following day, I believe we have a 2.30, two I believe. Yeah. Um, then, yeah. Uh, so Sunday at 2.30. Uh, our our not-so-great slot is Tuesday at 5.30. Which still, actually isn't that bad. Yeah, it could be significantly worse. Then we have a Saturday at 8.30. Yep, which is And Saturday. our final slot is Sunday at 1. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And if we get picked up, uh, for the if we get the most attendance yep. at the yep. southern, the encore is at I believe eight or eight thirty uh, Sunday evening. So eight thirty. Eight thirty. Now, are you guys only doing one show? I mean, yeah. uh, one. That's, uh, yeah. Correct. Wow, I didn't realize that that happened. Yeah. Honestly, People sometimes do it. So the weird thing about this is this is the first time I'm part of Fringe. I have never been part of Fringe before. Not as a performer. Not as a director. Mm-hmm. This is my first time doing Fringe. So last year, when everyone was hectic, this was my, this was my bubble between my busier, busy time and my busier time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this was my little like three-week hiatus for things uh, while everyone hit their final push and then their shows. Mm-hmm. This year, not so much. So this year, as soon as I finish Fringe, I have four days until the Renaissance Festival. Yeah, that's not so, so nice. Um, that's going to be exhausting, but. Um, this year they changed how the uh, the the tickets work because yeah, they have it's the, really nice the way they have it this year. So you buy a day pass uh-huh. essentially, which you know, before I had a child, I would have been thrilled about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, not so much. Mm-hmm. Fair, unless you can find somebody that's willing to babysit for a day. Well, right. that's true, but I mean that's all, that's I'm, it's much more likely that I'm able to be find somebody who can take a bit. Two babysits for you know two two hours two, two hours yeah. two or three hours, and um, but you know they've been experimenting with tickets for yeah I think since well, day one essentially the beauty yeah. of that is in the past years they've had people buy buttons and then you buy a ticket to the show I don't remember what the price was but yeah. the day pass is only twenty bucks mm-hmm. it's yeah. not that much considering no considering um, you could knock out six shows yeah. I'm pretty sure single shows before we're either 12 or 15. I think so. So if you see more than one show with it, you've, yeah. you've, you've gained it. Well, yeah. what, what will be really interesting is if you if it becomes harder to see shows later in the day because of campers. Hmm. That I, yeah. I, I will be interested in hearing how this works out just because I could now see, since it it isn't from a from a price point, I mean, a lot of people who were like, I see as many shows as I can, yep. would go to a venue, especially in the Rurig, because there's like yeah. four or five or twenty in or that, something right, crammed yeah. in there, and they'd see show after show at diff- you know wherever they yep. could get in, mm-hmm. and now you still have to exit and get back in line, so you right. can't like literally just plant your butt. Okay. But you see a show, you get out, you get back in line. You yep. see a show, you get back, and, and there's there's no disincentive for anyone seeing right. a show. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to hear. There's, there's does that just 
is that an issue, or does that just mean every show is now much more well attended because it's other than other things you have to do? There's right. no reason not to right. see not to every see show. One. You've yeah. already paid for it at this point. It's free theater. Right. Right. You know, right. I mean, I actually today I made a list of the shows that I want to see, and I've started blocking them out to be like, okay, mm-hmm. I can go to this area, and I can go see this show, and mm-hmm. then this show, and then this show. And then on this day, I can go to this area and see the theaters in that area and mm-hmm. check out the shows that I want to see as long as they're available. That's what I've done in years past. And then the less, like, hop in your car, scramble the next venue shit you have to do. Yeah, makes, the better. Makes it a lot. Absolutely. I can, like, sprint from here to here. Right, so, 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 so last year, I think I saw something like 24 shows um, through the Fringe mm-hmm. in uh, the six days that I went. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just planned out where I was, and I saw 17 shows the year before, but was running around a lot more, and the burnout factor was virtually nil last year. But two years ago, by the time it was over, it's like I don't want to see theater for two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what you really need is to be writing a bike. If you aren't just sitting in Rurik, mm-hmm. get a bike. Because mm-hmm. parking is the nightmare. Mm-hmm. But if you're biking from place to place and it's not 400 degrees, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll, it'll, so yeah, basically it's like a, a mini um, ultra, uh, one day ultra pass. The, yeah. the, the, the days that I was running between the Southern, the Rarig, and, and mixed blood, I brought my rollerblades. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's so I I think that'll help our attendance honestly. Because, I, think so too. I can't uh, imagine it's not going to help. It. Everybody's right. attendance. I mean, um, and you still can reserve shows in advance. I think mm-hmm. there's like a two dollar mm-hmm. reserve. Mm. Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but with the nature of our show being improv, and every day it being different, uh, what that means is that if somebody's seen it, and then they're like, "Well, I think there's nothing else I really want to see." Oh, here's this improv show that I've seen. But we're seen, down here. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed it last time. Now I can see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Since the show is going to be different every time, uh, it kind of lends itself to be uh, small parker. Yeah. Small. Yeah. <laughs> don't waste your boots. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Don't 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 get Eric really drunk. Thank you. Just <laughs> uh, well, remember, you got to safe enough to add water to. So yeah, that's, I'll be fine. Oh, yeah. she'll be good. She'll be good. <laughs> Eric knows. <laughs> he drinks with me weekly. <laughs> you know, I'm happy to get more. I'm just sorry, a little bit of got in my. My hand. Oh no! Oh no! Not about to let that. You know. No, that. Congrats. Very good. Congratulations on having a show, and it sounds like it'll be fun. I had not realized. I mean, I've been around improv as a as an audience member for a long, long time. I had not realized that um, audio or improv music was was. I I know people who do it. I wasn't realized. Didn't realize it was a thing. Yeah. That you know when you said, "Oh, they've been in the musical improv shows," and I'm like. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. well, it's a really tricky thing because it balances people who, obviously, being able to sing and having that talent is something that is falls on a certain group of people, and then being able to do things like improv falls to a different group. Yeah, that crossover is a little rarer than just who. Well, who does improv? Um, right. Who sings? There's there's that balance there, mm-hmm. and then it's been incredibly difficult finding improv musicians because I've met a ton of musicians who say, right. well. Give me a score, I'll play it. Like, mm-hmm. No questions asked. I can play anything you give me. And when I say, okay, well, if I said I need a rock song, what can you do? And they're like, well, where's the, where's the music? Yeah. Like, okay. Well, people, musicians are generally taught play the music. 
That's unless, true. Unless, that is true. Right. I'm sure you could find if you're like all we're going to have is different versions or jazz. Mm-hmm. You could find a bunch of improv yeah. jazz music. Oh, totally. But yeah. but it's kind of. But but when we <laughs> say that, like in, in rehearsal, we've had everything from ballads to dirges to marches. <laughs> it's been all over the board. Nice. It's been insane. Um, any type of music you can think of, we have had. Uh, one of my favorites by far was when Chad went to start playing, during one of the duets, he went to start playing something that was going to be kind of like a melodic sort of thing, but he hit that first note and held it, and so it was like, duh, and he was ready to go into the melodic when Molly goes, oh, Oh, shit, (laughs) and then just kind of started this talk before like, uh, you know, just going into this almost like rap kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and then Chad was just over there and goes, Oh, nope. you want like, to switch He's holding it, he's like, uh, beep, 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 and then just starts yeah. playing, and we're like, okay, we got yeah. this, but Very it's, nice. you never know what direction it's going to go. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, this, this, according to the top of the cap, is superior quality whiskey, so oh. we're, we're sitting pretty. Good. Superior Wisconsin. I was going to say, this, 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 <laughs> the local joke is this could be like the Superior Library and the Superior Town Hall. <laughs> As Salsa recently brought up again on an AON show. This is Greenstone. <laughs> Greenstone. I, 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 I'm sorry, to talk and use the high five guys. Taquito brought it up. Oh, uh, uh, that's it, that's it. Taquito. Do we call him that? Or do we just call him any Mexican things? Because hey, have, you, have you not been part of that running gag? She yeah. has, but we generally don't remember what we talk about uh, in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah. my fault for actually listening to you guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. How dare you? That's fair. We don't do podcasts for people to listen. Uh, just for the record, uh, not, not to take anything away from the fact that the two people in the room are doing a friend show, but we have several <clears throat> fearless yeah. members doing yeah. several friend shows. There will be a list at the end of the recording because I am not a well prepared host. <laughs> I don't have it to say right now, but I will have the full deets at the end of the show mm-hmm. Awesome. as a separate thing. You'll fix it in post. I will fix it in post. Whoa, which we mean, don't do that. <laughs> which, 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 which means, again, this week you're probably going to get a few silence removals, so you're going to have to suffer through the ums that I usually take out, because I'm not going to have time to actually do that this time. I'll take out the silences, and I'll, I'll take out the obvious long things, and... I'm sorry, were you, were you, were you no, talking? No. <laughs> no. I love that in response to you doing an um while he was talking, he paused inside, <laughs> which is the thing that he would have removed there. Yeah. I like to look at that as a well, twofer. Since I know that I'm not going to be removing that, the only way to make that better is to pause and then sigh. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Well, I've been sticking my nose in this scotch. You stick your nose in a lot of places. That's man. true. And I have to say... They've done an admirable job with with the nose. If you want to keep it from having a scent, yeah, I'm getting all nothing. I catch is alcohol. That's all I smell. I mean, I'm I'm getting a very sweet apple. Are you? Mm-hmm. What kind of apple? Thank you, sir. May, may I have, remember this? May I have another? <laughs> may I have another? <laughs> it, it, it's sweet and turning tart, so I'm I'm gonna have to lean to probably like a Granny Smith. I go with a coral. <laughs> you, you've played that one. you played that one already. Don't care. And still it's, fun. And, and this is a different apple from before, so I'm going to call bullshit, sir. <laughs> I'm I'm getting like a slight, maybe a little okay. crab apple in it too. Almost like a k- k- 
caramel, like a very, very slight. Yeah, I can see it. This this one's got a little bit more amber to it than the last one did. Maybe a really, really faint almond. To be fair, to get anything out of it, maybe, I maybe that's what better at my is, face in the glass and just breathe as deep as I've ever breathed. Whiskey in the lungs! It's like. The only way to get any scent out of this is like uh, if you've been swimming underwater for too long and then you come up like after, you know, yeah, way too long and you get up and you're just like, <gasps> that's pretty much all I can get a scent out. Yeah. There is, there is some nose, but it's really yeah. light. But yeah, Lauren is not wrong. It's, it's mostly, you know, the alcohol vapors is the primary nose that you're getting out of the vapors. So what are you laughing at? <laughs> that face you made. I couldn't like read it. Whoa. <laughs> That's because there's nothing. There's no smell. All right. It makes up for it. That's got some. That's got some enthusiastic body. Oh. It's got something. I actually like that. Oh. <laughs> oh, he doesn't. Pardon me. Maybe I could just like. There, I am the whiskey. The little baby is sick. It's <laughs> maybe my problem. It's my turn to make good face. Usually, parents don't make face. I'm the. Oh, that's really warm on the way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I honestly. You know, usually you, 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 you taste something and you go, oh, and you think about it and you're like, that tastes like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why the first thing that popped into my head was pine cone. Oh. I have no clue what about that. Start of the finish, I'm with you on that. Maybe like a ginny kind of pine. Maybe. Like, oh. like a juniper I hate, almost. I hate gin. I what like gin. Why? Maybe I that's why I don't mind this. this. Now, I have had one drink oh, made for this. me. At a bartending class with gin in it, that was really delicious. But most of the time, I'm like, if I want to drink a tree, I'll just go out and lick a pine. Mm. It's cheaper, and I don't have leftovers. No, I I, I, I had it sit on my tongue this mm-hmm. last sip, and I was looking for that. No, you're you're very right. It, it it's got a very gin, mm-hmm. juniper, mm-hmm. pininess to it. Sucking on wood chip, honey. I'm, I'm getting some honey in the in the initial palate. Mm-hmm. A little citrus orange. Yeah, I'll see your orange. <laughs> so I, I it's tried really these. sweet up front. It's, it's yeah. really weird. Yeah. I tried. Uh, you mentioned just letting it sit on your tongue, and I tried that, and not a fan because I got all the notes that I get from gin that I don't like about gin. <laughs> um, Note to self: friends to AOM. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I actually Matt will dig on this. I suspect Matt will dig on this. I'm I'm a big fan of this, but it's not something that I just want to linger. You know what I mean? So if I'm going to drink this, I'm going to drink it. Mm-hmm. I, I I find I, this is one of the most complex bodies and finishes I've had. In that there's a lot that I'm like I'm not sure I've been correctly I've, like if you, if you told me let's see a small amount of leather. Um, yeah, maybe. On the finish. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting a white pepper in the finish. Okay. I can see pepper. The, when, when, when I say leather, it's not like I walk around chewing on leather all the time. Hey, man, what but, you do in your own time is not my business. <laughs> which is true. Uh, no, but if you if you picture, like, smelling a baseball glove or, or yeah. a, a leather or shoe. Being at right. A leather shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self, have Anna try this. Fair. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Here, I will take this and pass it around to all the people you should let it. You sure, should try it. I'll I'll totally let you do that. That'll that'll work. 
I, I have to say that I was struggling a little bit to make sure I had some to water for this because I really just wanted to down. I very much enjoy this. So, and as much as I'm going to agree with you on the flavor of the honey and the sweetness, mm -hmm. it's way more sweet than honey. It's like it's a very dense sweet. Um, and maybe almost when it first strikes the palate, it is whoo that sweet. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I'm not really picking up the sweet taste, but maybe that oh. coincides with like the caramel smell. I was oh, getting. nice. The, the water has released some nose. That is entirely different than what it smelled like before. Yeah. yeah. Florals? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe a... Uh... I'm starting to pick up a little of the pine on the nose. Yeah. Or maybe not pine, but that Ginny. Yeah, that Ginny. Yeah, it, it starts as floral and fades to like a... Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just getting more of a cedar thing than, than pine in the nose. Yeah, I'm not good enough to identify what kind of floral. It's not It's not a rose, and it's not a like a violet. It's just something that's kind of a sweet floral. Um, floral a, little, a little clovery, maybe? Somewhere, somewhere between clover and heather. I just Still. got something on the nose where I just kind of went back and went, what was that? It was almost like a little bit citrusy, but only really on the end. It's taken out a lot of the body. Mm -hmm. But it's very smooth. Mm -hmm. It's um, maybe a little nut, walnut, in the in the finish. Maybe. I was I was getting kind of a a maltiness or, or maybe that's what I'm palate, not necessarily in the finish. Are you still getting the sweetness? Not as much because I still haven't picked them. No, that that's dissipated a little. I mean, it's still there. Maybe um, and I'm getting lemon on the the finish oh. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bit, but it, it's got a brightness to it that is a, a lemon note. If, if it's not lemon itself. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I have to I have to say that is a snazzy scotch. I very much enjoyed this. I like it. I would say it's unique it for, for what we've tried. Yeah, it, 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 it's a solid <laughs> it's a solid difference, which. Yeah, positive note, it stands out from the crowd. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. not in my favorite directions, but it, it's, yeah, I feel positive about it. So, <clears throat> I will say, Grange Stone needs to get some different color schemes because they went with uh, gold and black, <laughs> which is blurs a bit. I feel like if you're going to name yourself Grange Stone, you should go with like levels of gray. Yeah. I believe the categories. <laughs> oh, the cat gives zero fucks. Well, I will give them this. Grangestone Superior Single Malt Scotch Whiskey has been expertly crafted by our master distiller for unsurpassed body and flavor. Uh, Alright, so far. I'm, ooh, I'm, I just had a really strong butterscotch note when mixed with the Havarti. Oh. This That's is a double, double cask matured. In the first stage, they went with... Uh, white oak casks, and the second was bourbon, to develop sweet vanilla notes. Yeah, I'll see that. That might be the sweet you were. Mm -hmm. Taste. Beautifully mellow and sweet, with gentle oak palate, combined with subtle spices, and a fruity character. Okay, that, that, that final step I just had actually was, maybe it's just because it got mentioned I was looking for it, but yeah, ooh, that was a lot of vanilla. So, yeah. Finish. Crisp and clean. With no caffeine. Never had it. Never will. Uh, sorry. Crisp and clean with an enduring vanilla sweetness. Really? That's it? Oh. Oh my god, there are tasting notes. 
actual shit. notes. Holy shit. The Grangestone single malt has been matured in traditional American oak casks until it has achieved the perfect balance of flavors. Green leafy notes play in harmony with its sweet, delicate oak flavor. The whiskey is then transferred into the first full bourbon casks to allow the further development of sweet vanilla notes. They've got some Jonesen for the vanilla. Aroma. Hints of leafy spring blossom overlaid with a subtle vanilla oakiness. Taste! Beautifully mellow and sweet with a gentle oak palate combined with the subtle spices and fruity character. Finish. Crisp and clean with an enduring vanilla sweetness. Expertly crafted by our master distiller. They definitely have a hard-on for vanilla. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, that's a whole lot of vanilla. Oak. Now, it does not oak, have oak, 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 oak. Well, yeah, there was some oak in there, too, but that's... I guess I noticed that less because so many scotches mention the fact that, hey, it's oak, of course. because they mostly it's all are. what you do. I mean, I don't... I can't think of any that at least it doesn't start in an oak cask. No. I think it only... I think the first three years has to be an oak cask yeah. of some kind. Legally. Mm-hmm. There's no age statement on it. No. Which is a pity. Which is getting more and more common. Pisses me off. Well, on one level, I get it. Because there's a lot of people who put a lot of stock in the number. And we've proven more than once on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that don't necessarily mean shit. No. Other, other than to give you a sense of whether or not the price is fair due to the loss from, from the angel share. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is, though, I want to try this again five years older. Sure. And I can't because I don't know how old this is. Fair. <laughs> I mean, I would be, I'd settle for no age statement, just age level one. <laughs> and then they can come out with age level one plus five years, or older, or two, or, you know, I'd be okay with them abstracting it. Sure. But I really liked it to see, okay, this is this is a 12, this is a 15, this is an 18. How do they, how do they compare? It does make for a good reference point, and, it, and it's, it's a convenience because it's existed as, as the scotch labeling trope for so long, mm-hmm. it, is, it is disappearing, and, and that is making it harder for shows like us to be able to do comparative things yeah. like we often try to do. And Grainstone is something that I've only recently started seeing and only in very select places. Mm-hmm. So... Hey, we're classy. Uh, sure, go with that. That's how I roll. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. So, I, the plus side, hey, new things coming out means the show gets to last longer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another side of the coin, new things coming out that we can't do the kind of comparisons to say, well, because this is an X number of year, we can more fairly compare it to this and this and this. And so now it's, well, its price point is this, so we have no choice but to compare it to other things in that price point because we have no other metric that we can play at a level at anymore. Mm-hmm. That does seem fair, though. I'm suddenly having a Lorax moment where we're drinking a scotch and suddenly we realize that we have drunk the last scotch and that there are no scotches left to drink and everybody just gets up and leaves. Well, except we know that won't be true. It's just you and Dave refuse to do blends on the show. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bullshit. Popcorn. I just say it's a bullshit. 
No, it's you have to do a blended show. I'd be perfectly happy okay, to do well. a blend show. I'd be perfectly happy to do, and I'd be happy to do a, a like small batch American whiskey. All right, then it's Dave that's being the prick. Yes, Dave is a dick. Which, well, you're redundant, but <laughs> yes. The best part is he's not here, so it must be true. And he wouldn't defend himself even if he were. That's true too. So he'd simply say, "And your point is what?" <laughs> Um, or that you've been paying attention to check one of the, I mean. <laughs> oh, so I, I have to ask, uh, have you warned our, our guests about the, uh... Well, he's been here, so... He's got no excuse. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, yes, maniacal laughter. Good, good. Thank you, I've, I've taught my daughter. You could... <laughs> I hope it's in that <laughs> register. <laughs> Sadly, no, but she's uh, working on it. I, I can tell her. Rowan, Rowan, do an evil laugh, and she'll she'll immediately go. Ah, That's pretty it's, cute. If you don't do that with your children, why do you have them? Yeah, I agree. Especially if their middle name is Danger. Yes. Nice. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> I want to do that so bad. And Except I, for the children part. No, I want to get. I just can't wait for you know somebody to go. Yeah, you name your middle name. Her whip out her license or something. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, oh, I think it is. Well, a lot of times she's gonna go. Danger is my middle name. People are gonna be like, yeah, and she's like, no, seriously. No, really, guy. Yeah. Well, well technically speaking, she doesn't have a middle name because there's there's two. Right. She has two middle names. So so technically, she's got two median names. Uh, They're uh, middle names. All right. They're in between names. They're not the first, they're la- not the last, they're right. little. And her initials are Rad K. So we, we you know, every every kid gets, their name gets made fun of at some point in school. That's just one of those. Yeah. Even if it's really stupid and yeah. meaningless. Right. We just were like, we're not going to, you know, hand them ammo. Yeah. Yeah, no, my, my, my parents were horrible about that. My, my initials in, in, in one capacity can, or name with initial, we've got Chris T., and my brother's initials are MRS. So, yes, we, 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 we took the brunt of the, uh, the, the guys using effeminate things at us. Mm-hmm. Things. And it was the 80s where that was the rage. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm stunned. You would think that no one would name their child like El Ducho or something of that. And then you run into somebody and you're like, really? Wow. Or, that, or, I'm so sorry. Or, or Shafade. Yeah. Have, have you not heard that bit from uh, Lewis Black? No. Shithaid. S-H-I-T-H-E-E-D. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, I remember there being a Saturday Night Live sketch. Kevin Nealon and Victoria Jackson. Yeah, yep. about the, uh, complaining about the kids' names and how they can't ever name their kid that and so on. You get to the end where like the mailman stops by and was like, I have a package for Mr. Asswipe. And he's like, it's Eswipe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we were talking to the nurse when we when we had our child, uh, and we were laughing about names and stuff. And she told us that somebody had named their child Meconium. Now, if you haven't had children, that may not mean much to you. And you could think Meconium, odd, but you know what's a horrible kid back? No, no, Meconium is the horrible, horrible black, stinky, tar-like shit that is literally. The first shit your child has. That's what meconium is. And Hi. that's what you should never name your child. I have now helped every listener that doesn't have children. 
because there were so many that were about to make that mistake. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. and, because and first I, we have so many listeners. Yep. And they're all about to have kids, and now I've saved them. It's my fantasy. Let me live it. <laughs> we, we, we can pretend it's advice for Dave, who's not here. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I, yeah, it was one of those things where, like, didn't you warn them? And we're like, yeah, we, we can't stop them from naming their child stupid things. We tried, but in, in the end, you have to put down whatever they say. You're just like, wow, how much do you... How much are you pissed at your child for your pregnancy? Yeah. That was the drugs talking, for sure. <laughs> the, the, those, those are probably like the kind of hippie parents that would you know, not vaccinate. And I went to school with a blue and a sky. Mm. Were they siblings? No. I went to school with somebody named Misty Blue Waters. Ooh. That's unfortunate. Their parents like beer. <laughs> I, I would just go with the blue too, but he was, you know, from the reservation, and so that was kind of acceptable. No, this was, this was <coughs> excuse me, a flower child. So, <coughs> well, <coughs> so that I can get my vote out before I die. I was gonna say, <coughs> it's time for Karen to give us a number. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you expecting something different from me? No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> Um, <coughs> so is that saliva smooth there, Barry? <laughs> and crackers! <coughs> I'm gonna chew it next time. It might even be better. Might be. Um, no promises. You know, add some water, it might go down smoothly. <laughs> in, in a thing, Jesus. Not wise. Uh, well, I really enjoyed that quite a bit. I'm going to go with a 395. It wasn't quite the level of amazing that gets to four and above, but I would happily buy that. Fair. And now I'm going to die. <laughs> Next! Um, I would give it a 3.5. I enjoyed it. I would drink it. I would have it again. I, didn't, I wasn't crazy about the smell of it, but I liked the taste of it. Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.9. I very much enjoyed this. Depending on how cheap I feel like having that day, I'm sure. Uh, this is actually a scotch I might buy. This is not particularly expensive, so... Yeah, the... Good. That's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I, I want to say this is like a 40 to 50. Yeah, the, um... The Grangestone, uh, there's a wide selection of Grangestones. I just saw them at, uh... Total Wine. Total right? Wine, yeah. And, uh, they are, they are all in the mid-50s, I think. Now, to be fair, for those of you who want to be conscientious shoppers, uh, Total Wine is the uh, Walmart of liquor stores. It's great. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> Everything. Sure. No, you don't like it? Well, I... <clears throat> I guess, like, I don't drink high-end stuff very often. Well, I'm like, you got beer, you got wine, great, thanks. Here, here's the thing. I will appreciate the fact beer? that it's affordable. <laughs> I will appreciate the fact that they've got a nice wide selection. I don't like the fact that they come in and underprice the local mom-and-pop shop liquor stores out of business oh, yeah. and then jack the prices once oh. they have no local competition. I guess I have only seen like two total wines anywhere ever. They so they are expanding a lot in the Twin thing. Cities right now. I know there's one in Bloomington, I know there's one in Maple Grove, I think there's one there's in one Roosevelt. And there's they one just opened they just opened a new one. Yeah. So That's... so yeah, they are spreading like pox and uh, it will be interesting to see how the local liquor store market survives. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the thing I really do appreciate about their scotch selection is it's fairly broad. 
And yes. so they have some things. I have no qualms about buying scotch that I can't find somewhere else. Right. Because, well, hey, you want me to buy it at your store? Carry it. Yeah, and, and that's my sole reason, really, for going to a wine for anything. If, if I'm going to buy a wine I know I can get somewhere else, I won't buy it there. And I'll, I'll spend the extra dollar or two, at, at the price difference-wise, somewhere else. Because I, I would rather not give them the money for things I can't get anywhere but there. Mm -hmm. um, but that's that's me bad mouthing business practices that you know it, if you are looking to purchase something and that's what you have in your area I'm not saying don't go but I'm saying if you can find it at a mom and pop shop support local business go anyway um, enough of that score wise I don't particularly care for gin so the fact that there was strong gin comparisons you think would work against this <laughs> I still dug on it. I, I, I don't think I liked it quite as much as, as uh, Eric and Perrin did, uh, but it's it's a solid outing. Definitely would drink again. Um, I, I am not upset about that purchase at all. I think I'm going to lock it in at a 3.65. So the thing that we didn't warn you about is that we ask our guests to close out the show with a toast. Oh. Do you have any toasts? Oh, if you don't, we will we will cover it because you know we realize we're being dicks. I have the very long wine toast that I have for the festival, but I need to brush up on that. It doesn't really fit here. I could do the toast that my uncle did at my parents' wedding. Sure, sounds good. Forever life. All right, here, here. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> Doesn't have to be fancy, just a toast. <laughs> I love that website. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Cedius here. This is going to be the fringe list preview of everything that either Fearless or previous guests of this podcast are involved with. Every show is in August on the day that I state at the time uh, and in the theater that I will list for each show. Fearless Comedy Productions is putting on Caucasian Aggressive Pandas and Other Mulatto Tales at Theater in the Round on the 5th at 10 p.m., the 7th at 7 p.m., the 10th at 5.30 p.m., the 12th at 10 p.m., and the 13th at 8.30 p.m. Going forward, just assume all the times I list are p.m., because there's no shows in the morning ever, which is good. Fearless is also sponsoring the Improvoice hosted by uh, and written by Eric Thompson. It's an improv singing show uh, starring several Fearless members or former Fearless members. This will be at the Southern Theater on the 6th at 10 p.m., the 7th at 2.30, the 9th at 5.30, the 13th at 8.30, and the 14th at 1. The Last Late Night Show on Earth, written by Elizabeth S., is also being sponsored by Fearless. That will be at the Bryant Lake Ball on the 6th at 1, the 8th at 8.30, the 9th at 5.30, the 12th at 10 p.m., or the 14th at 4. Liver, a solo show by Christopher Platkut. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, will be at the Playwright Center. This is also sponsored by Fearless. On the 4th at 5.30, the 6th at 8.30, the 7th at 5.30, the 11th at 5.30, and the 14th at 7. And as of this recording, both the shows on the 6th and the 11th are already denoted as a sellout risk. The following are shows with Fearless members performing in them. 
Uh, the first on the list is And to Think I Saw It at 221B Baker Street at the Southern Theater on the 6th at 10 p.m., the 8th at 7, the 9th at 8.30, the 12th at 4, and the 14th at 5.30. Disconnect, which is a probably dance show since Wendy is the one in charge of it, uh, will be at the U of M Barker Center for Dance, which is a venue I've not been to before. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be on the 6th at 8.30, the 8th at 5.30, the 12th at 4, the 13th at 10, and the 14th at 5.30. Not So Silent Planet, a speculative storytelling show, is organized by former guest of the show, Philip Andrew Bennett Lowe, and will have a couple of fearless members performing in it, at the Rarig Center, the 6th at 2.30, the 7th at 7, the 9th at 5.30, the 13th at 7, and the 14th at 1. To Kill a Minnesotan with former guests of the show, Matt Alex, and supporting work by Suzanne Becker, a fearless member, will be at the Southern Theater on the 5th at 10, the 6th at 2.30, the 8th at 8.30, the 10th at 7, and the 14th at 2.30. Damned If You Do by fearless member Kelvin Hatley, starring other fearless and former fearless members and guest of the show, Lana Rosario, will be at the Playwright Center on the 5th at 8.30, the 8th at 10, the 10th at 5.30, the 12th at 5.30, and the 13th at 7. Couple Fight 2, Friends and Family, with fearless member John Zaylor, sorry again if I'm pronouncing that wrong, will be at Theater in the Round on the 4th at 8.30, the 6th at 4, the 9th at 8.30, the 12th at 4, and the 14th at 5.30. So Bright the Night, directed by Duck Washington, a fearless member, will be at the Strike Theater on the 6th at 4, the 8th at 5.30, the 10th at 7, the 12th at 4, and the 13th at 2.30. So It Is Ordered, the Supreme Court's Greatest Hits, at the Intermediate Arts on the 4th at 8.30, the 6th at 4, the 9th at 10, the 12th at 7, and the 14th at 2.30. And finally, for fearless member shows, the <coughs> Air D&D, with relatively new fearless member Becky Schmidt, uh, will be at the Rarig Center Arena on the 5th at 8.30, the 7th at 10, the 10th at 5.30, the 12th at 8.30, and the 13th at 10. This last listing of shows... Uh, is going to be ones that have former guests of this podcast as performers. Abreast of Burlesque, starring, at least in some shows, former guest Mona Montague, will be at Huge Theater on the 4th at 5.30, the 6th at 1, the 9th at 7, the 13th at 8.30, and the 14th at 2.30. Celebrity Exception, which has former guest of the show Matthew Kesson involved, will also be at Huge Theatre on the 5th at 10, the 7th at 7, the 9th at 8.30, the 11th at 5.30, and the 14th at 5.30. The Last Red Shirt, also starring former guests of the show, Matthew Kesson and Scott Reefer of True Stone Coffee, will be at Theatre in the Round on the 5th at 5.30, the 7th at 4, the 10th at 8.30, the 11th at 7, 
and the 13th at 1. Mead Hall, with former guest of the show Aaron Greer, will be at Raring Center Thrust on the 6th at 7, the 7th at 4, the 9th at 10, the 12th at 5.30, and the 13th at 8.30. Apple Picking, with former guest Natalie Ray Wass, will be at the Ritz Theater Proscenium on the 4th at 8.30, the 5th at 10, the 9th at 7, the 11th at 8.30, and the 13th at 2.30. And last but not least, Tim Uren will be performing in H.P. Lovecraft's The Rats in the Walls at Mill City Museum on the 5th at 7 and 8.30, on the 6th at 7 and 8.30, on the 8th at 7, on the 11th at 7 and 8.30, the 12th at 7 and 8.30, and the 13th at 7 and 8.30. That's the full list that I have for everyone. Thanks for sticking around and listening to the whole thing. Hope to see you at Fringe.